Greetings, friends. Welcome to the RRUMC podcast. And uh, you've just been a uh, firsthand witness to the, the talents of Miss Olivia Stefanik. And Olivia is our, I say new, uh, because there's just uh, not been too many opportunities for her to be in front of you all and, and really diving uh, full-fledged into her role here. But she is our relatively new uh, choir director for youth and children here at Rocky River United Methodist Church. And uh, this is just one way by inviting her to be with us on the podcast this week uh, for, for us to get to know her, for you to have an opportunity to connect with her, hear her story, and, uh, and perhaps uh, dream up some ways to, to uh, come alongside her in ministry or uh, equip your children to do just that in the months and years to come. So uh, we're excited to have Olivia on our podcast this week. She uh, volunteered to intro us with a, a bit of a, a, a musical piece that, you know, Stephen had committed to singing along with her. <laughs> Somehow he got bashful and, and decided to hold out at the end. Yeah, right. right. Uh, but uh, but uh, fantastic. Funny. And uh, we want to take as much time as we can to, to give her a chance to share her story. So uh, we won't belabor that point any any longer than is necessary. But uh, Olivia, welcome to the podcast. And... Uh, it's it's great to have you with us. We've been doing, we shared with you these interviews with some folks uh, from the church, uh, either folks who are on, on staff or in leadership positions in different ministries of the church, um, partly uh, selfishly for Stephen and I to, to be able to connect and grow in relationship with some of the, the incredible folks from our church, um, but also to be able to, to share with our uh, audience and the folks of the church, uh, the stories of, of some of our staff members and leaders so that they can grow in connection with you as well. And uh, as soon as we hired you, Olivia, you know, Stephen and I said to each other, wow, we got to get her on the podcast because uh, she's, she's going to be a rock star here at the church. <laughs> and uh, we hope that uh, for moms and dads out there that are listening or grandmas and grandpas, you'll make sure to, to give uh, the little ones a chance to maybe hear her story as well. Uh, because I know she's anxious to, to get to meet and, and uh, build some connections with the youth and children of our church in the, the time before us. And I think it's uh, it's not going to be too long before you start to see her at work and, and see the evidence of, of her uh, imprints on the ministries of this church as we start to emerge from the, uh, the uh, COVID pandemic and, and get back to doing some uh, real ministry and, and things like uh, choirs and stuff can become a reality again. So um, once again, Olivia, welcome. And uh, what we've uh, been doing is we interview folks rather than diving right into all the, the deep personal stuff, uh, just really kind of uh, dwelling where we're at in the midst of this pandemic and, and getting to hear kind of your story of the pandemic. So what uh, life has been like, how has your day-to-day -day, uh, changed or, or what takeaways have you uh, drawn from this experience that we've all shared over now uh, almost a, an entire year. So uh, once again, welcome, Olivia. Say hi to the folks and, and uh, share with us what your experience of this pandemic has been like. Hi, thank you again for having me on. I'm very excited to be here, very blessed to be here. Um, I like the way you phrased it, um, how we've all shared the pandemic um, for better or for worse. This is the reality that we live in. And I think that when talking about our experiences, it's easy to think of some of the negative things that have affected us all, and that's natural, and that is universal right now. Um, I didn't get to walk at graduation. I've postponed my wedding. 
I was turned away from student teaching in person and actually completed the experience completely through a computer screen or multiple computer screens. And all of those were hardships, like absolutely difficult, but at the same time I've been really, really blessed and I think um, the pandemic has opened my eyes to appreciating my family and my loved ones, my friends. Um, I've gotten to spend time at home, which for me has been amazing. Um, I've spent so much more time with my fiance, my animals, my, my parents, and it just really opened my eyes to the things that are the most important. Right. Yeah, that's really good. And I think it's similar for both of us. Um, I know Paul got the virus, so he was really close to his family for about two weeks almost. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. extremely close, yes. <laughs> um, but I think it's been the same for me as well, is um, being really close to the family. And I I just know as uh, one day this will all be over and we'll look back at this time and be like, oh, look at all the time we had as a family and all the time we had to do these certain things. Um, but yeah, that's it's definitely been, um, it's been some good things that have come along with it. Um, so next question we have is just kind of, just tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of background, your family, job. You just said um, you just recently graduated, and so I'm sure you have a lot. And then you have a fiance, so I'm sure you have a there's a lot to share. So just tell us a little bit about um, a little about yourself. Sure. Well, I'm from here. I was born and raised um, Parma, Seven Hills, Ohio area, so not too far from Rocky River. But then I ended up going to Florida State, where I recently graduated with my bachelor's in music education. Um, just this past December, actually, and then I have come back home, of course. Um, before that, I went to Tri-C, which, just a little plug for Tri-C, they have a lot of great programs. Um, if you're staying in the area, I'm a huge, huge supporter of Tri-C. Um, I always wanted to be a teacher when I was a little kid. I thought about this when I saw some of the questions we might be talking about. When I was a little kid, I always wanted to play teacher, and I always wanted to be the teacher, and, you know, okay, everybody sit down and write on the whiteboard. And so that obviously um, manifested, and now I'm looking into teaching music, which is my dream. And Rocky River United Methodist Church is kind of helping that dream come true for the first time um, in, in actuality as a job and getting to really connect with other people. Um, I have a super small family, which is also kind of nice because it's all the more close-knit and interwoven. Um, getting married now in 2022, which seems a long time away, but hopefully the pandemic has settled down a little bit before that. Um, I have two, I really wanted to mention this, I have two toy poodles, Cinnamon and Winnie, if you're listening, I love you. And I have um, a really, really big and loving cat named Marvel. A big and loving cat. <laughs> yeah, she's okay. big and beautiful. All right, I love it. I, I, I w I'm glad you covered that because when you <laughs> referred to your animals, I knew right. I was going to have to come back at some point in the podcast yeah. and, and get the, the scoop on your pets. Uh, that's neat. And thank you for sharing um, those, those uh, details because your, your story is so important to us and uh, so important to how you're going to blend in with the folks here at the church. Sounds like you've already had a good number of uh, different experiences and, and ups and downs, especially in the last year. Uh, and uh, we're excited to get to know those and, and you a little bit more. Uh, but the, the really the most important piece and what brings us together as a church and uh, the shared identity that uh, allows us to be in, in an experience of community greater than any other that you're, you're going to find anywhere else in the world is, is the uh, notion that we're all children of God and uh, we're all seeking 
the Lord together. We all believe in Jesus and and uh, and have sought out His saving power. And um, and I know that that is uh, something that you're aligned with. And uh, just a little insight into the the hiring process here at the church when. Uh, Reverend Dan and I, our, our role in, in the hiring process is, especially when it comes to somebody in the music department, is not to evaluate their musical gifts because we have uh, folks here at the church that are, are much better situated to be able to evaluate those kinds of things. Uh, we, we, can, uh, we could tell early on that, that Olivia had those, uh, but we let other people provide that part of the, the interviewing process. But Reverend Dan had, and I had an opportunity to sit down and just hear Olivia's story and, and the story of her faith walk and uh, her passion for Christ. And I can tell you um, already what you're about to hear is is uh, genuine and it's inspiring and um, she, is, she is a servant of God. But I want to give you a chance to share with the, the rest of the folks a little bit about your faith walk, uh, how you came to, to Christ and uh, what role that plays in your life. Yeah, oh, I'm touched that you remember because um, that interview actually was one of the first times that I really outwardly and like verbally just like put together even for myself kind of what has led me to faith in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, you know, I grew up Catholic. My my family, they put us, my brother and I, into the Catholic faith. And there's uh, a lot to, you know, experience there and a lot of good things that happened. Um, But what really began my journey with my faith was when I joined the youth choir myself as a middle schooler. And I signed up in eighth grade, um, not really aware of how it would impact the rest of my life. And I never looked back all the way up until, um, really until the pandemic, um, I've been participating in my home youth choir, um, first as a youth and then obviously as a mentor and an adult um, because I can't be 14 forever Um, and all of that time that I spent in the youth choir I went to practice rehearsal and then I showed up on Sundays to sing and as a child I thought oh you know I'm showing up to sing I love singing I love making music and in reality what I received from that was just so much more than I could have even known at the time Um, I grew stronger in my faith. I I learned what worship was through music, through what was my own personal connection. Mm. Oh, that's really good. Um, And this is, the next question kind of goes along with what you kind of just shared about um, singing and and being involved with the kids and and, kind of, this I guess almost sounds like a job interview where you ask like, (laughs) what's your involvement with the church? But kind of like, what is like your your vision of what you want to accomplish but also like kind of what draws you to um like being involved in a church and then leading children and and youth and and singing what kind of is your motivation for that yeah well of course my experience joining the youth choir in a different church program that just brought me it brought me community it brought me a a safe place a sense of self a, a sense of faith um and all of those things you know became my drive and my passion because I had seen it and I want other people to see it and especially children and youth who I just I love working with that's my my drive in life um if they can connect the way that I did or in their own way using music as their mode um that's really important to me but I do I also love the story um because it says how did I come to be at Rocky River um I had just been turned away from student teaching in person they said no 
you can't be in the buildings, you have to do it virtually. I was very devastated. We drove um, 20 hours to get to Orlando, Florida. Drove 20 hours back, it was a hard time. And it was just a few days after that and I was home, like for the first time home in Ohio for good. And I was talking to my fiance and I was trying to come up with positive things. And I said, you know, I'm home now. I can find jobs, I can find a church. And I could not even make this up within the hour. The job was posted on a group I'm in in Facebook for Rocky River Children's Choir Director. And I came into the room, showed him, and I was like, this is unreal. Didn't I just say this? Sorry, it's the mask. I'm a little heated. <laughs> but no, so that story in itself, it was just God put this blessing in my lap. And I'm so grateful to be here. Wow. Well, our, our next question for you was uh, to, to share a moment in which you saw God at work in your life. And it <laughs> sounds like it sounds like that just flowed right out of uh, the previous question. And uh, just another piece of confirmation that uh, that you're in the right place and uh, that this relationship was meant to be uh, for you and the church and the, the budding relationships that will begin to uh, take place between you and the, the children and youth of the church. Uh, so all the more reason to be excited about that because we've seen God's hand at work and in uh, making it happen. But uh, that being said, that means you get to share another uh, moment in your life <laughs> in which you've uh, seen God at work. And, and really, I, I feel like each of us have our, our relationships with God are, are unique. And it's, it's so very telling about a person's heart to get to hear them share those moments, those instances in which they really felt the power of God or the wisdom of God or the grace of God and saw it uh, in, in uh, moving ways in their lives. And, and so I think it really gives good insight into those uh, individuals and where their hearts are and, and what uh, makes them excited, what they're passionate about. So I'm excited to hear uh, something else that you can share about where and, and when you were when you saw God at work in your life. Well, I think a lot of the things that come to mind for me have been things that it's, oh, in retrospect, or I reflected back on and I remember meeting some of my closest friends and like now I see that that was God putting them in my life. But there was one um, moment, it's kind of hard to talk about uh, a cell track, um, that it wasn't in retrospect, it was happening in real time. And um, so I was in high school, could not drive yet, didn't have a license. I lived with both my mother and my grandmother, who of course I love dearly. And I woke up to get ready for the day and my mom was in incredible pain. Like we just did not know what was wrong at all. And so we were like, okay, hey, we gotta go to the hospital. And I was really adamant. I said, no, I'm not going to school. Like I really wanna go with you. You know, of course I was worried and we got there. They took my mom back, they're running tests, figuring out like, what's this problem here? And after they took my mom back, you know, I'm just waiting with my grandma, we're in the cafeteria. She <laughs> looked at me and she looked pale in the face and she said, I think I'm having a heart attack. And sure enough, she was actually having a heart attack and we, we rushed up and the doctors took her back then. And they told her after and they told us that um, if she had not already been in a hospital, it would have been too late. And the craziest part about this story is that they did not find anything wrong with my mom. Um, so her pain went away. There was nothing there. It was just God needed to put us um, close to the medical professionals that day, and he did. Sorry, I'm just, you know, I'm a big baby. I'm a softie. 
That that's an incredible, incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing Sorry. that. Um, <laughs> no, no, that that's great. And I, and I think it's those stories like that um, really encourage encourage my own faith, like to hear stories like that. And I know other people who are listening are going to be encouraged to hear that um, because also I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but my mom got COVID. So I kind of went through the whole traumatic experience, like my mom, my parent, and my, my mom and dad and my sister, but went through that situation of, like, my mom had to end up going to the hospital and just that whole reality of what, what if she wasn't there at the right time. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. And it is just so amazing um, to just see God in work and how things just set up so perfectly for that to happen. Um, obviously, you don't want it to happen, but she's in the situation now. She was able to get help. Um, so that's really, really good. So the next question, I guess, kind of lines up, too, with, with you being a teacher and, and going to be teaching kids music, but also, I would assume, sharing something um, about your faith as well. So our, the next question is, like, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's new to their faith, new to discovering Jesus and coming to the church? If you're just starting to even have the question and want to explore faith, um, my biggest advice is to not give that up. Um, Something that really helps me, because I'm not a Bible expert, I didn't go to um, a seminary and study, but I know in my heart that I have God, and I've taken that road to be able to accept that, you know, since I was a child, and it's different for everybody. And what helps me, because I think we all kind of get insecure about our faith sometimes, is to look to others for inspiration and for guidance, but never for comparison. Um, Because your journey is uniquely your own, and you're going to fumble, and you're going to have challenges. But if you just never give up on that path, and you never give up on yourself, and you know that you are worthy of God's love, and we're all worthy of this then I think that that can pick you up even on those challenging days, even when you're questioning or you're going through insecurities, um, just knowing that this is for everyone. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's something that, that we all need to hear and, and some certainly at different places in their own story are, are in need of that reminder um, even more urgently than others. And, and I think that that is the the foundational piece of our faith that sets it apart and sets that component of our lives apart from anything else is that God is is always there and God's love is uh, stronger than any other force in this world. And and if we have an inkling to seek that out and and better understand it, um, that's a worthwhile venture. And uh, it didn't come from nowhere. It, it, it came because God is already at work in your life and, and is uh, seeking to, to draw you into something new and, and uh, something better and, and an experience of living life for something more than just yourself. And, and I think that's, uh, those are wide, wise words and, and important for all of us to hear. Uh, so as we as we continue down that path, uh, you shared a little bit about your upbringing uh, in the church and being part of the the uh, choir growing up, and so you've you've had some time and and uh, a, a, a lifetime effect of just getting uh, familiar with the inner workings of church and what role church uh, maybe can and should play in, in the life of uh, somebody. You shared your story of uh, having um, kind of the the letdown of not getting the 
the opportunity to teach in Florida, but then one of the uh, bright spots on the other side of that was to, to know that you would be able to find and, and establish yourself in a church too. So um, what role would you say that, that church plays in all of this? And, and if you do uh, feel that inkling to seek the Lord out and uh, you, you know that uh, the church needs to be a part of that, what would you recommend to somebody who's, who's trying to uh, take that step to get involved in a church and somehow begin a, a new uh, journey in life of, of uh, church involvement and growing their relationship with God through the church. I think that the most important thing anybody can really do for themselves to get involved and to just really embark on this journey and take that commitment is to just take the first step. And if your first step is showing up to a service on Sunday or a parking lot service, if you're alone, if you're with your dog, if you drag somebody from your family along, to show up just that one day, you know, and if you don't like that service, that's fine. Show up to a different church, a different service. Join the choir, join the bell choir, have your kid go to children's choir. Find what sparks that joy in you. Because I'm super biased and for me, you know, we've talked about it, it was music. And as, you know, a child, I did not know what would come of it. I was showing up for the music, but my spirit was at the same time being opened up to God. And so you don't have, there's no wrong or right way. Show up, try it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Try something else. There's so many avenues. And that's something that I really, really love about this church, actually, as I've gotten to know everyone and explore, is that they offer all of these different avenues. We have so many programs here that you can, you know, give yourself to and try these different things. That's great. That's really good advice. And kind of like what you said, you're a little biased because you just love <laughs> music. Um, but I, I think everyone, um, I truly believe everyone is gifted with something. I, I, there, there is something that we're gifted with that God has given us a gift for that we can use to help other people. A matter of fact, I, I mean, I feel like that's what our gifts are for. It's not just for ourselves. It's for how can we use what we've been given? How can we use our talents for other people? Um, but yeah, that's fantastic advice. And, um, and I really hope that those who hear it can um, really get involved here at the church. Make sure you email Paul, any of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and our last question I have on here is, um, what's a favorite Bible verse or passage that you have? Okay, so this is not going to be um, just amazingly uh, this is not going to sound amazing and perfect, and I also will say that whenever somebody asks me this and I answer, I get the same response, and that response is, hey, isn't that like just for weddings and stuff? Um, <laughs> and that's where people know this um, passage the most, and that's um, from Corinthians chapter 13, um, and it starts with, if I speak with the love, or if I speak with the tongue of men and of angels, but have not love, I become clanging cymbal or sounding brass. I switched a couple of things. Mm -hmm. um, it goes on to talk about love and what love truly is, and we know the, the love of God. And it ends with abideth these three things, faith, hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. Mm -hmm. Yes, you hear it at weddings. <laughs> it's very popular <laughs> at weddings. Um, but to me, that's my favorite because I think that love is the level ground that um, no matter where you're at in your faith journey, we all experience love. We all have love to give and we all receive love, whether we know it or accept it or not. 
Yeah. Um, so it really is my favorite because it's just the universal connector that draws us all together. Right. Right. Yeah, it's good. And I agree with you. I don't think it's just a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a <laughs> wedding passage. Right. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. And my, I usually say too, I think our greatest desire is to be love and to love others. I think those are our two greatest desires of what it means to be human. Um, all right. So here at the end, I have rapid, <laughs> I have some rapid fire questions that she does not know what's coming her way right now. Um, but I did tell her that she doesn't need to be nervous. They're really easy ones, hopefully. All right. So the first of the rapid fire question is, who's your favorite musician? Oh, you said these would be easy. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you don't have one favorite, you could do like a top five or something oh like that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have too many. And they're all very different. And sometimes they're not my favorite. And sometimes they are. Right. And they're probably people that you've never heard of or wouldn't like. Probably. Ah! Even better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, even I better. I love Regina Spector. If you're listening to this, Regina, I love you. Um, <laughs> I love Amanda Palmer. I love City and Color. I love Hozier. I have too many. I'm sorry. No, that's um, good. That's but good. But I will quickly, quickly say, and this is supposed to be rapid fire, that for me, and this is not the same for everyone, for me, my favorite part of music um, and music listening is the lyrics. And mm. so bear with me if you, like, look these guys up and you don't like them. It's all about yeah. the lyrics for me. Yeah. Good, good, good. I mean, I, I kind of would expect that from a musician. <laughs> like, I can't just pick one person. I just love them all. Um, all right. Favorite food? Ooh, spaghetti. Spaghetti. Good. Yeah, that was easy enough. Do you say pop or soda? Pop. Pop. <laughs> if you could go on vacation anywhere, would you... Well, if you could go on vacation with two spots, a beach or mountains? I have to pick between beach or mountains? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's tough. But or I is, there a third, is there another one that... Mm, Paris comes to mind. Hawaii <laughs> also sounds good. You know, if anybody wants to sponsor this vacation, I love you choose. <laughs> Yeah, it's do good. a field trip with the yes. youth choir, right? <laughs> right, exactly. We go out to Paris. Um, and then the last one is if you had unlimited amount of free time, what would you do? Oh, gosh, unlimited? I think I would take a lot more naps. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, so thank you so much, Olivia, for being on the podcast. And um, I think you've, I mean, it's been really, really great to hear your story. It's been fantastic to just kind of see what God has done in your life. And I know many people are going to be um, really benefited and blessed, um, those who listen to this. And because um, I know I've been blessed hearing your story and just seeing how God works. And, and, and this is this is what always um, is the power of testimonies. When we share our testimonies and we share our stories with other people, um, I think it's always edifying and uplifting because um, we all have very unique stories. But all our stories also can help and strengthen someone else's story and their faith walk um, because we're not no one's living out their faith alone on the island um, we're all we're the body of christ we're a family we're all together so um, it's really great to hear your story really appreciate it um any word from you paul uh yeah just real quick i wanted to um say one thing i noticed that i, I always listen for this um when we're interviewing folks and especially people maybe who are relatively new to the church and uh, it sounds silly, but I always listen for pronouns when you're talking about the church. And, and I love the fact, Olivia, that when you were talking about the church, you, you used we instead of you. You said we, this is us, this is, and that tells me it just uh, lifted my, my heart 
instantly um, to hear you talk about yourself as part of this. You've already uh, you've already claimed it as your own, and and uh, I just rejoice in that. And I will say, two of your five music artists I know and love. So uh, rock on, uh, City and Color and Hozier, the last two. I don't know if the you'll have to share the first oh, yeah, three because no, if we great. have two in common, why not why not three more? And uh, and for those who may be curious, she opened by playing on the ukulele, which also happens to be one of my favorite instruments. And uh, I'm sure there'll be more of that in the days to come as we get her involved in different things around the church. So, uh, are you going to be playing more ukulele? Is that what you're? Well, I, personally, that's <laughs> probably not <laughs> within <laughs> my range of skills. Um, but anyone you know, can do it. yes, Olivia says anyone can do it. She she really apparently doesn't know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. All right. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, make sure you keep up with the church website for service changes. Oh. Olivia has one more thing. Oh, yeah. Shameless plug. Also, be on the lookout if you're on the children's ministry email list so that there will be a Google form going out from the masterful Quinn Bennett herself, (laughs) and that is going to get your interest in children's choir. So please, 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 if you're thinking about joining or you just want to learn more, make sure you keep an eye out for that form and fill it out for us. And if you don't get that email, please reach out to the church. Perfect. Good. So everyone get that. Um, there's going to be a form sent out for children's choirs, so make sure you um, keep your eyes peeled for that as well. And we'll probably put something out in the bulletin. And So we'll, we'll get the information out to everyone for sure. Um, and I don't know, Olivia, would you want to end with your ukulele again? Of if you course. Start Let's do the last verse of I Have Decided to Follow Jesus, The World Behind Me. And if right. you're at home, I really hope that you sing along. And I thank you for listening. Thank you, um, Stephen and Paul, for welcoming me here. It's been a great experience.